Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of the Badass Records Podcast. What is the Badass Records Podcast? You may have never asked yourself. It's a podcast about conversations uh, with people about their story and their favorite music. Why? Because people are awesome, or at least I'm still holding out faith that they are. Uh, music is a universal love, so we sit down and connect over it. When can you find it? Uh, episodes drop weekly, Thursday mornings. Um, where? Uh, on YouTube, on badassrecordspodcast.com, uh, or on your favorite streaming platform. Uh, how can you be a guest? You can email me, uh, badassrecordspodcast at gmail.com. It's badassrecordspodcast at gmail.com. Come sit down with me. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate you being here, um, Shane Hatfield. Yes, sir. right. Yes, sir. Uh, so we'll be doing. I think this will wind up being episode seventy-three of Badass Records podcast. Um, very happy to have you here. Thank you for. Uh, thanks for coming. You gonna you gonna go? Okay. I got a big head. I hear you. <laughs> so you said um, we'll just jump right in um, if that's okay with you. You said the old studio. Um, I mean. You're also known as Pretty Boy, right? Yes. The scene. Yes. Uh, I have come to know you uh, via uh, Counterclockwise KC Radio, which I think, are you Tuesdays at 7? Is that? I am Mondays. Mondays. Mondays at 7 and then again at 10. Mondays at 7 and 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's found on live365.com and yes. then t- tune in is the app. Is that correct? Yeah, tune okay. in to it, yeah. So, but... Um, I did see somewhere you've got some stuff, some sites out there. It's mm-hmm. something that says you got rolling in 2014 and maybe a Carney Mo. Uh, uh, the uh, flagship station is 102.7 FM KPGZ out of Carney. Okay. Uh, the station's website is, it's changed a few times over the years. It's a, uh, 1027cardimo.com okay. is the station site. Uh, my show has a site that has links to uh, both stations broadcast on the main page. It is, it's a tiny URL. It's tinyurl.com slash support local music KC. Okay. And you can access uh, both stations from that site. So, okay, okay. Um so a moment ago when you said the old studio you're talking about, you had a, a space at one point and now you have a different space, but the overall, the program goes out on both. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I produce at home now. Oh, I don't, I don't do, don't I don't go, go anywhere. to the physical. No, okay. I, I have it since, uh, 2017. Okay. The station used to be located in downtown Excelsior Springs and then they moved to the new digs in Kearney and, what used to be just a four or five minute drive from my house, it made it a little bit longer, and we struck a deal where I would just produce from home and, okay. and drop it in. So, and um, so you're you're airing weekly on counterclockwise, but are you airing more often than that? It it's the uh, 
the show originally airs on Friday night on 102.7. Okay. And then Monday night, it's more or less a repeat of that show, but I throw extra tracks on oh, the nice. end of it. So it's not the exact same cool. show. It's mostly the same show, but you'll hear something extra if you tune in on Monday nights. Okay. Um, now, I've only been able to have a, a quick peek mm-hmm. uh, and, and a couple quick listens, but it sounds like, and you're, you know, part of your bio description it's the the regional scene present past uh, yes for uh i forget the towns uh it's like lawrence to yeah it's the it's kansas city lawrence but then it stretches to uh, manhattan st joe uh all that area and then every once in a while i can pull from columbia wichita uh, Joplin Springfield okay. area. Okay. But it mainly centers around the Kansas City Lawrence right on. region. Um like couldn't have come up with a more perfect name. Like it's the what's happening, right? The scene for for local and regional. I can't take credit for that. Oh, okay. That's fair. I actually uh a different host started the show in 2014. Okay. I took over the show in ah. uh May of 2016. Okay. So, but I didn't feel the need to change the name sure. i was great he gave me permission just sure. to take it over as is and okay that's, yeah so he did it for two years and you've done it for seven sorry no that can't be right is that right seven yeah uh yeah just here last month i'm having to do math right yeah, seven years yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm like please do the math for me and uh, the, sh- the show will turn nine uh the first week of august okay all right so you didn't come up with the title for it but no. it's appropriately named uh, what about your handle? How did that? How did you come up with that? Okay, when I, uh, I'll go way back. In uh, 2013, the uh, radio station started as a as an internet station mm-hmm. in Excelsior, and we were driving through the downtown area, and we just noticed that they had put up the call letters. The original call letters were KKES, and. Uh, my wife's like we didn't even know we had we have a uh, we have a Catholic station in town, but we didn't know we had an additional radio station. hadn't heard anything about it, so she actually inquired about the station, and uh, they pretty much offered her a show right there on the spot if she wanted it. Well, she's like, yeah, and uh, so they gave her her own show, and it was an '80s themed show. It's okay. called A Little Bit of '80s with Becca. Was she inquiring about the station because she was interested in a show? Or yeah, just, she okay, was. It, okay. it was because it's it's a community station, so yeah. it's you you know you approach them with the show idea, and and since they had just started, it was easy to get in the door. At yeah, that point. we need folks. So uh, she did the '80s show from I think she started October of 2013, and then she left in 2017 about the time that they moved to the new stage, the new studio in Kearney. And, uh, I helped her out with uh, production from time to time. I did all of her social media. I volunteered for the station doing physical things and all that. And then in 2016, uh, there is a radio show called Hairband heaven. And I am a old school metal sure. fan and, it had two hosts and one of the hosts was leaving and they asked if I would like to fill in as the co-host. I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's cool. So, uh, from 
uh, it was like Thanksgiving of 2016 to, or 2015, I'm sorry, uh, to May of 2016, I was the co-host for Hairband Heaven. Then uh, the host of The Scene was leaving the show, and I just moved over Okay, and did that show. You had no qualms about jumping topics slash genres? No, okay. no, no, not at all. Cool. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so... What about the name? The okay, the name. Yeah, I I, I ramble, it's I mumble, same, I stammer. Same. I ram. I, Between uh, the two of us, we might be here till midnight. <laughs> um, the name came about. Well, it has two meanings. One, of course, is uh, the reference to Pretty Boy Floyd, the gangster that was involved in the uh, Union Station massacre right. in the city, and also the metal band Pretty Boy Floyd. Yeah. So since I was going to host the show, it just made sense on two different levels. Sure. I was originally called Pretty Boy Shane. And that wasn't my idea. I thought that sounded terrible. I'm like, I just want to be known as just, just shorten it to pretty boy. Sure. And just keep it as yeah. is. I mean, it's an all, all together. It's a nice packet. I mean, it's a t- title host combo that really, uh, I, I dig it anyway. And you can see how pretty I am. So it's, <laughs> it, it makes sense. So when you said, uh, you, when you first started out, um, and you would have, uh, folks come in to try to, play stuff um there there were a few times there were a few times in the early days that i had in studio performances and interviews and stuff and it just uh the old studio just wasn't set up sure it just the sound was awful and the the equipment was it was older equipment at the time so you don't do that anymore no no i mean it sounds like when i tune in it sounds like you uh have your work cut out for you like it's not a small t- in my mind without having ever done what you do it's it sounds like no small task to have your finger on the pulse of a region like this it's- and people like per- new but hey check you know you maybe you're trying to find folks and folks are trying to find you and you've got to be organized in some and sense I, I would think and i'm not organized right <laughs> so when you have uh you know, so much music in the air, and instead of just keeping it to you know one town, I I've expanded out from that epicenter. But uh, it's a lot to uh, try to keep up with, I bet. Time, especially certain times of the year when you'll have big gluts of of releases all at the same time. Oh, does that happen? It it does. Like it does. It's I year mean, after year. It ha- you're you're like oh, it's like school starting in September. Yes, you know? yes. You got the the start of the, yeah fall, uh, beginning of summer. It's there's a lot. Okay, interesting. And uh, I I think I keep up with it. Okay, sometimes stuff gets lost or shuffled into Man. the wrong folders and stuff. But I, it, I bet you make a lot of folks stoked on a regular basis to have their stuff being played. Oh, I they enjoy it. Yeah, right. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, any I, this isn't you know it's not a a major national outlet or anything right. like that. But I would appreciate you know just anybody just even giving you know a few seconds to my material for public consumption. Sure. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. Um, and then, so at what point did you cross paths with Counterclockwise, and how? Let's see. Uh, Sean. Hmm. Uh, has had his fingers in a number of bands over the years. Being, oh, being yeah. a drummer, he's sought after. That's, yeah. yeah, that's that. That's a hot, uh, hot instrument to have. And uh, we struck up a friendship online. I I played a number of his projects on the show over the years. 
uh, counterclockwise. I believe it originally started as a podcast. I think you That's might be it, right. Yeah. yeah. And I, he interviewed me here. It was right after COVID. Okay. And I was on his show and we again talked about music and stuff like that on there. And then when he made the jump to uh, uh, starting the station, I he asked me if I would be interested in having sure. my show on on the station as well. And it's my show. It's not you know I have the rights to the show. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so when you struck up this deal with the station, not with with the the, the radio stations. Um, to produce at home like did they whoever is on the other end of that agreement know you and your your work uh well enough to just be like yeah no problem or did they yeah yeah have to say like we had a trial run you know no it, he was he was totally cool with it because i was doing everything the exact same way i would have recorded it in the right in the studio basically it was i'd go in for about an hour on like a a wednesday morning or afternoon and it was like i had my own private studio space in there we'd run the show and uh i just do the same thing you know at home on yeah. my own time if i want to do it at four in the morning yeah on a tuesday <laughs> yeah. i do it at four in the morning on a tuesday nice so it made it a lot easier for you know I yeah total flexibility and as long as i get the show in in one form or another sure doesn't matter. so you just send it to somebody and they plug it in where it needs to be plugged in i just drop box it and they okay. just plug it. yeah okay yeah Cool. Whatever they do on their end, I honestly, you know, however they <laughs> right. want to do it. Uh, well, right on, man. Uh, it's good to have you here. Uh, so, are you are you born and raised in the area? Uh, yes, I was uh, born and raised in Independence. Okay. So I've my leaving the area might have been about maybe forty five minutes from from the camp, from the metro. Sure. But I've always stayed in the right in in the circle. Uh, you have siblings. Yep, I have well, I have a lot of siblings. Okay, some I talk about, some I don't talk about. If you have enough siblings, then everybody I think understands that. Right. But yeah, Sean does too. I think like six, uh, six of them, maybe. I don't know. He's got yeah. He's yeah. he's got yeah. He's got a good sized family. Um, how about uh, mom and dad? How did they meet? I honestly don't know how they met. Okay. Uh, I was two years old when they divorced. Okay. So. Mm, my life, you know, from where I was, yeah, I had the ability to know what was going on was there's my home with my mom and then I go to my dad's house on the weekends. Okay. So it's that. For a good chunk. like Oh, through to high school. Okay. So, cool. yeah. I mean, same. I was not quite as young, but not too much older. Uh, and I, d I didn't know any different, really. Okay. At, at right. At that point. So. Right. Um, so our mom and dad music people, did they... Did they put on stuff at the houses you lived in with them? My mother, when I was younger, she was a uh, country gospel singer. Nice. She was a regular performer at uh, what used to be uh, Tuffy's Casey Opry that was located in uh, the old Inglewood uh, Theater in Kansas City. Okay. So she was a regular performer there. Uh, I had a cousin who, since the from the 60s to like the early 90s, she was a uh, gospel recording artist and released a, a number of records, wow. most of which she still had in her basement in the, in the cases. It's not the easiest uh, uh, type of music to be able to sell physical copies of, especially back then. Right. But uh, I have a lot of those. I have cases of 
things at home after she passed. So, um, but there's been singing and music and at both homes, moms and dads. Dads was more on the car rides sure. to and from being picked up and dropped off on the week. You know, come pick me up on Friday. I had full control of the radio. Nice. On and sometimes it might be an hour, hour and twenty minute drive. So I had full control over the radio to That's, his uh, place quite, and back. Quite the head uh, head start, I guess, for Pretty Boy. <laughs> I, I, I guess he That's list, awesome. He listened to at that time a lot of uh, a lot of country music. Sure. So what I consider the the end of the good country music was the early to the mid eighties. Okay. And that's that's the main chunk of stuff that I listen you don't, to. You're not into any of the stuff today? No. None of it. No. Okay. I, I, can't. I, th- I think I think there's a lot. There I don't is, know. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, a huge, huge file of artists and albums to choose from if you were so inclined to like, you know, try to immerse yourself in, in modern country. And, but and, the modern country, my main issue, especially with the uh, the male singers, it's the overuse of auto tune. Do they? Oh, okay, yeah. And if and if and if they, it sure sounds like it. If they sure. don't use it, yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, I'm just not a fan of right. Not a fan of that. If you don't have the voice to be able to carry the song, then you pick a different trade, do something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, where are you in the in the pecking order, siblings wise? Are you in the middle somewhere or? It depends uh, on, from my dad, I'm the middle child. Okay. My mom, I'm the oldest. Okay. So I was raised as the oldest. Right. As the oldest child. So. Five days out of the, five or six days out of the week. Right. Um, so you've got full control in the, on the rides and with, with dad time. And then mom's got obviously music as a presence in her life. Sibling influence filtering my, into you too, or? My mom, uh. It was top forty radio all the way. Oh, okay, okay. So, the gospel recording artist. My mom wasn't wasn't a recording artist. She performed on stage. My cousin was the recording artist. Okay, and that's but like she's... all she listened to. And I, okay. I could hear her saying, you know, at any family, <laughs> any <Sure>. family gathering. <laughs> but my mom at home would, or in the car, because that's like what we did. Uh, it was top 40 radio sure. all the time. So I was familiar with anything that was anything from, you know, my entire childhood. Yeah. Um, so was there at some point an album that you first fell in love with, uh, or a first album that you purchased to start your own collection or. <clears throat> I grew up very poor. Okay. So in my younger years, there wasn't much, there wasn't a purchasing of albums. I hear you. It was the radio. Okay. And if you wanted a physical copy of something, tape it. You sat there with your finger on the on the record button waiting for the good songs to come on. It could be uh whatever. American Top 40. Uh yeah, the weekends were great. So we had American Top 40 and then you had a uh uh Rick D's mm-hmm. the weekly Top 40. Yep. So you had one on Sunday morning, one on Sunday night. Casey Kasem leaves American Top 40, so he starts his own Top 40. Yep. So you had three times to pick. You know, you knew the good songs were coming. Sure, out. sure. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's a lot of my music came from just sitting there. Nice. Waiting for it. But uh, as a child, the the songs that I remember loving were uh, uh, Oak Ridge Boys, Elvira. Not, is that Oombapa, Oombapa, <laughs> that, that was a requirement. Every single time I was in the car, that was on. Nice. Um, 
music box dancer. Okay. That's that's one of my my weird ones. But as a young, it was just they're you know instrumental, no lyrics, and it was just that that music just go check and it out. I don't know. I don't know it by title. Music box dancer. Nice. Um. Murray Head's One Night in Bangkok. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was older that I even realized that, that was written by uh, Benny and Bjorn from ABBA. Oh, yeah. For yeah. that, uh, I didn't know it was from a musical. I, didn't, I had no idea. It was just... Great tune, though. Uh, yeah. And uh, Gary Newman's Cars. Okay. Much to my wife's chagrin, she hates that song, <laughs> but that was a staple of my childhood. And... Uh, where were we? I, I ramble and I mumble okay. and I get uh, lost. <laughs> um, how long have you been married to your wife and, and, and how did you guys meet? Uh, July 25th will mark 25 years. Dang. Yes. Did they call that a golden anniversary? Uh, you can call it whatever kind of anniversary <laughs> you want. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, when you turn 16 and your birthday is the 16th, it's like your golden birthday. Oh, okay. But I, so there probably actually is a golden anniversary and a silver. I don't, anyway. One of them's 50. One, it's whatever the, the anniversaries are that are divisible by five. Right. It seems like. Right. All the other ones aren't that special. If you can divide it by five, then it's something special. 25 years. Impressive. Uh, yeah. So how'd you guys meet? Uh, we used to be involved in the, uh, low budget shot on video horror movie scene in Kansas city. Really? Yes. Fascinating. Uh, she actually was doing it a little bit longer than I was. Uh, but a lot of time was, was taken at these things. A lot of time was wasted, but I made friends. I had something to do on Friday and Saturday nights and eventually that's how I, I met my cool, wife. Cool, cool. Um, so you're, the music you're getting is from you taping off the radio. Were concerts ever in the mix? or? You know, I, I know that there was at least one show that was on, on it's either Saturday or Sunday nights. But if I were to get anything live, it would be off of uh, like Austin City Limits or something like okay. that, something on. You weren't attending anything? I do remember going to a Statler Brothers concert at the State Fair one year. Interesting. With the family? Uh, I honestly don't know which family member I was with. <laughs> okay. I would assume it was at least my father. Right, right. Um, I do remember that. There just wasn't the, you know, wasn't money to do. We did we went to ball games. Meaning Royals? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, meaning sure. Royals, yes. Sure. But uh but not, I didn't do a lot of live shows until I hit high school. Okay. So, so what, what do you, what do you remember seeing first? Oh man. First, uh, or a memorable one. It doesn't have to necessarily be the first. I remember seeing the cranberries. Oh wow. Okay. Um, were I, they kind of regional? Were they from somewhere? Cranberries or what? Irish? Oh, that's right. That's right. Not if, not if from, you're from Europe, it would be yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there were just there were so many. It it got to a point where, especially during the summertime, where you'd have two or three a week. It nice, like, so. nice. Um, well, man, uh, this has been no short run that you've had doing the show. I mean, if it's seven plus years or whatever it is, I mean, this week's show. Uh, as of this recording 
will be show 315. Man. Okay. And I came in, it was like 76 or 78 sure. or something like that. So, um, so again, uh, the amount of uh, prep, diligence, organization, however you want to call it's that. It's not organization. Well, but whatever it, <laughs> you're, whatever it is that you do uh, to turn out one episode, uh, just, just one episode, you'd have to have you know significant preparation in place notes whatever it is but to do it every week for this many years um really speaks to um love passion work ethic whatever the engine the components of the engine that drives it Uh, does that come does that go all the way back to car car rides to dads or what what do you suppose was the seed that you know Got this going to from... to have the desire to do a radio show to be able to compile my playlists and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or even like, I suppose you could pull the radio piece out, and uh, you know, there, there that interest, you know, um, had to be thriving somehow, even without a radio. I don't know. Well, like I grew up making mixtapes and stuff like sure, that sure. The, the second i got my first cd player it had the tape deck built in and so i'm just making stuff borrowing cds from friends nice. and stuff and just copying and mixing and uh i started out let's see um high school times especially when i first got a job i spent a lot of time at our uh, neighborhood pawn shop okay so where nowadays, you know, you can easily go down the rabbit hole on a number of music sites or YouTube or whatever and just for hours just get lost in stuff that you've never yeah. heard before. Well, in the mid-90s, that you didn't really do that unless you had a physical medium in your hand or you just happened to be listening to the radio at the right time. Yeah. So we'd hit up the pawn shop and I would just get CDs or tapes from bands that I may have, you know, remember reading their name in a magazine mm-hmm. or something, or uh, and I just leave with a stack of CDs, and sometimes, you know, it was, it was hit or miss. Yeah, of course. But you're only paying, you know, a buck or two a disc, so it wasn't really, wasn't hurting too much. So if you're, in, I mean, like, I think to some, if you're a person that made mixtapes in the 80s and 90s, uh, you know, there's there's a level of pride that goes along like the your vi- there's your vision of the finished product if you have one and then there's the finished product itself there there's the pride at the time and for a while afterwards but then like 25 30 years later you pull those tapes out again and then there's an element of embarrassment of course <laughs> so of course but you uh, nevertheless you know you're doing that you're into it's it's a thing that you're into it's it's productive mm-hmm. i could you could argue that it's you know a healthy thing for a young person to be involved in doing and then uh was there a point at which you're like you know what i would like screw all this mixtape stuff i want to be on the airwaves well i let's say it was right before i met my wife i uh got a job at a at a record store Ooh, nice and i worked there it was like two years two and a half where something like that well i'm saying a record store that i don't think they ever sold a a vinyl LP <laughs> ever, uh, CD warehouse and in independence, okay. which is long gone. Right. 
Uh, I spent time between there and the uh, location in Gladstone. Okay. I, I didn't do the Gladstone that often. I right. lived closer to the Gladstone location. That's where I would have preferred to work, but they had their own crew over there. Right. So. But, uh, and that also, I was able to just immerse myself in, in the music selection, which wasn't as deep as one might think it is. But, but still, uh, it's more than what you're yeah, getting. Right. You had been getting up to that point, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> Louis C.K. has a good bit about like this man that used to walk around the neighborhood he grew up in, and he was like just peculiar, like had a an old coat and a gray tooth. And we he, had one, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, and one day he was he walked up to him. And he's like, "Do you want to know all the bad words?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so he rattles off this list, and he goes, and I was like. <sighs> Oh, like just to, taking it. It's kind of like the, I remember the first time that I probably was, I know I was in record stores before I was like into music beyond just what's on in the car or at home. Yeah. But I remember, you know, going in there willfully for the first time with my own money and just being like, Oh my God, like this is, I'm not only not going to, so, you know, scratch the itch of the things that I want to buy today, probably going to take me decades, you know? Right. And right. it's, it's a wild, uh, it's like being plugged into the matrix or a rush off of a drug or something. I mean, <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And just nowadays it's with everything at your fingertips. It's just, Oh, we just, you know, if somebody tells me, check this arm, you know, this artist out, or somebody gives me something that's, on their on their list and i can't f immediately find them like you know just <laughs> immediate and, and th that happens every once in a while you right. have to find other you know alleyways and venues to yeah. to, to get there but yeah eventually um, everything is going to be easily accessible because there's stuff that i didn't think i'd ever be able to find you know five or six years ago it's like yeah year, years ago i couldn't find and now it's it's readily available there's no such thing as you know the old out of print records that if right. you didn't get it in those you know first 500 press you know the first 500 copies then you you were sol that's right. tough that now everybody has just as much access to that as they do a taylor swift or something like yeah. that so um so your list is amazing and i want to get to it in just a sec but i i think uh was it today the 20th yeah so like Right, a week from right now, mm -hmm. I I think I'll be sitting with Sean doing what you maybe did, whenever that was. Oh, okay, okay. And so that's cool. Uh, any any advice or, or tips you can throw my way so that I don't uh, mention, mention Chattanooga? Oh, because he, that, yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check and see how the lookouts are doing right now. Okay, okay, yeah. nice. I probably talk about beer or something sure so, sure yeah. well um so thank you for sending me your list thanks again for being here i very much appreciate it it is so hard to to narrow it down and i made it a little bit bigger than than it's totally probably fine. what you wanted totally fine but when you're talking about you know the music that that has helped mold who you are or helped you know create a gateway to to, to something else it's for me, because I listen to so much music, it's like music as a whole. Oh my God, you're. Was, uh, let's see here, um, rock, metal, doom, pop, punk, 
emo, shoegaze, death rock, math, ambient, and <laughs> much more. I right? I seriously cherry picked. Yeah. From I mean, there was like seven or eight more. Yeah. Maybe you know of and, and of that's not you... even that's not even the full. <laughs> I just got tired of typing. <laughs> like what else? Oh yeah, put that. Oh, let's see, Americana. Let's see what else. Uh, yeah. But that's you know that uh, from the the scenes from web. the show side. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, I mean, that is huge. That is uh, a lot of genres. Um, it, some, some kind of cousins of genres here and there, but it's it's a pretty big spread. Cousins, stepchildren, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I, it is a big ask. You know, I've heard. Uh, um, it, for, uh, for me, like the one time I've, it's like, oh, that easy, and then it's like, wait, no, this has to be ten. Wait, it has to be twenty, and then you have to like you know, recalibrate and, mm-hmm. and sort of, uh, okay, let me pick something from this era of my life or something from this genre or, you know, you got to figure out your own way of getting to five or six or whatever it is. I think just about everything on that list is, uh, all eighties related on there. Cause that was, yeah. that was the yeah. time. So it starts with, uh, a, question mark for me in that you have the misfits various recordings 77 to 83 that's that's because their history is so screwy uh i think they only released maybe two proper albums okay in that time period uh they did the what was it uh they recorded the cough cool single uh on their own label blank records and then another label, I think it, was, it may have been A&M or something like that, a major label. They started their own sub-label, Blank Records. And they struck a deal with the Misfits because they had that label name first, where in exchange for the rights to that the name of the label, they would give them studio time. Mm, okay. So I don't think there was any money that changed hands. Right. It was just, we'll give you studio time to record a proper album and you give us the name of the label. And they're like, okay, that's cool. So they recorded a, a series of songs that uh, later made up the uh, Static Age album. Yeah, well, uh, and it took uh, 18 Jesus years? God. It took whatever. For, it was in the 90s before it, yeah. it was part, as part 90, of the... the uh, recorded in 78 and, and released in 96, I believe. Part of it with the box set, the, the coffin-shaped box set, which is just awesome looking. Huh. But from that series of initial recordings, they pieced it out over the years into different EPs and singles. And wow. so, so most of those songs saw the light of day, but just not together as a package as, as intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I say there's, there's a big gap there. Um, so how'd you get into those guys? I didn't really get, I, I love metal. Sure. And not as much like modern days, but up through, the 90s and okay. the early 2000s. So, of course, I was a Danzig fan. Okay. So I actually discovered the Misfits in reverse. Nice. Um, I was familiar with the Misfits, especially through the the Crimson Ghost, the logo, the skull. Uh, one of the most iconic rock, you know, uh, logos of all time, which, you know, they borrowed. <laughs> um, and then with even with the, the font they use for the logo is the famous Monsters of Filmland font. So... Mm. From the the skull logo to the font, everything was was borrowed. But uh, loved I loved Danzig the music, and then through basically working at the record store because it was so hard to just for me to have access to 
past music unless I knew someone. Right. And most of my friend group was whatever was current. So it was hard to just be able to. Sure. Be, um, be a lone wolf that right. gets deep in the stacks at the library or whatever. So someone had brought in a stack of misfit stuff and I listened to it and immediately put it in the player there at work. And then I was like, yeah, this is mine now. <laughs> so, but then I end up enjoying the misfits more than Danzig. Sure. So, yeah. But, uh, I have a, I, I grew up watching horror movies. I love horror movies or horror magazines, you know, growing up reading Fangoria or Gore Zone or anything, even, nowadays uh uh scary monsters magazine which is okay. retro it it covers back you know 40s 50s 60s oh wow which is the time period that i prefer to and it's available in print yeah yeah it's it's available in print it's i think they release it uh might be down to maybe four times a year now and, and like can that. you is this a thing you can have mailed to your home or do you have to, yeah yeah uh, you can subscribe to nice. it. nice uh i you used to be i used to be able to get it at like barnes and noble and then the one by me doesn't exist anymore. Oh. But uh, I found it at uh, Books a Million at uh, Legends. I know it carries okay. it. Okay. And they'll, they'll get them in when they come out. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's only a few times. I mean, they're super thick, too. There's hundreds oh, of pages. In wow. There, so it makes up for the, the, the long waits in between. Gotcha. But it's a wonderful magazine. But, uh, yeah, I grew up horror movies. Uh, so this immediately dropped into my wheelhouse or yeah, whatever yeah. so yeah and uh from there it expanded to uh more horror punk and other theme bands like uh, uh blitz kid and stuff like that so wow yeah um well it's a far cry from one of the other uh, i mean that's where i'm going with this yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, we do get a proper album with the second listing you gave me which is uh replicas by tubeway army 1979 Second of two records, and then the third one was kind of a read. The uh, uh, that was the that was the final album as you know Gary Newman, yes, Two Boy Army, yeah. and then he continued recording as as a solo artist. But it was pretty much the this, he had the same guitarist. It was pretty much the same thing. They just he just was recording under his his own name sure. from that point on. Well, the streaming service called this alternative uh, 16 songs across 70 minutes. And I mean, me, I disconnect from you to kick it off three minute, 22 second runtime. Like, I was like, what is this? And then I was like, oh my God, this, I don't know if I've ever heard anything like this. It, it, it's beautiful. It is. It really is. It is. And, and it's I, uh, just the, uh, uh, the electronics, the, the whole theme of the album is, uh, it's the melding of of man and machine, right? So it's sort of like a uh, okay computer a, way, you know. You know, it, leading up to Skynet and, yes, and all that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so uh he had an infatuation with sure with uh, you know androids and, yeah. and stuff like that. And there was that time period from like seventy nine to eighty. Uh, uh, that album, and then his solo album later that year. The, the, he puts out a solo debut the same year he puts out. I mean, I was like, "What?" It's like an unofficial sequel. Uh, Interesting. You're, you're still he's still sticking with the you know the sci-fi mm -hmm. uh, man and machine theme, and then that flows on over into uh, 
Telecon the next year. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite album covers of all time. Well, I did that thing where I was like, that was a really awesome opening track. I wonder what the rest of the record's going to be like. And then track two, Our our Friends Electric. That uh, That is the, that's the standard. That, that song right there put him into, yeah. It is, it's, it's a beautiful song. Put him into Just, what? Uh, that's what set, I mean, they hadn't, they'd had limit, limited success okay. up to that point. And when our friends electric broke, especially over in the UK, that sent him into, you know, Stratosphere. the stardom and that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that, and that's what set the ball rolling for him to, uh, evolve the project into his solo career. So and, if and you discover Danzig first and then the misfits, I mean, this is, you know, this is coming out. Uh, I, I didn't discover it. What if I per, did? I personally discover it first. Well, you you said you dis, you in reverse. You discovered Danzig and then the Misfits. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And th this goes back to uh, as a small child, where Cars was one of my favorite songs growing up, which is off of uh, the follow up album to this. Got radio play. Cars. Yeah. Cars was a mega hit. Yeah. I miss, yeah. maybe I have that in my notes, but I, yeah, I, it's you. It, once you hear just a few notes of it. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's, and that's oh, the God. one that your wife is like, I've heard oh, this she, enough she times. Like she didn't like that song then. So <laughs> is that, so you heard cars on the radio. Yeah. Radio eventually. and TV. And it was okay. yeah, regular rotation for a number of years. And then learned that it, you know, it was on this guy's solo record and then found out that he also had this other project. Is that how that went? Or I thought they were the same. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which it, yeah, more or less right. they are, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, revelations coming to when I hit my, probably my mid twenties, like I said, working at the record store yeah, and then the evolution of the internet as far as being a medium for, yes. for music. And, uh, you know, growing up, I didn't know at the time I did, I couldn't even have told you what, a what two boy army was mm. or anything. I knew Gary Newman. Okay. And basically from the one song, but the, the love of that one song from what was it 79 or i think it was 80 when it hit the states okay okay that stayed with me and it's still there yeah <laughs> and then when i got older it i finally was able to experience the full sure package that that he offered um so did we touch precisely though on how two-way army was it was that a, another record store thing yeah, that's okay, uh, okay. I ended up going back. I, I I was I was familiar with our friends Electric. I was familiar with right, uh, Down right, in the Park, right. uh, those two singles off of that record, but uh, I wasn't even uh, aware of the uh, the concept of the album at mm. the time. I knew the songs. Sure. Oh yeah. Cars right yep, right there. Right there. Yeah. Uh, synth pop and science fiction. I mean, this guy is like, uh, it's peculiar to me that I, I if you know my memory doesn't do half of what it used to but if this guy is like never in any way shape or form crossed my radar which is what i currently believe to be true it's wild to me like how he's so down to earth i mean he's obviously a a, a little off but we all we all are <laughs> in one way or another yeah. but uh he just he just wrapped up a tour with a uh, just finished a tour, I think, with Ministry and Frontline Assembly. Wow! And I wish I would have been able to. I mean, this, get to that show. Oh my God! As we mentioned, uh, debut record for Gary Newman, The Pleasure Principle. 
79, first of 21 records. And still going. Right? Still active, yes. Still 41 minutes, active. 10 tracks. Uh, I guess, speaking of him touring, he did a huge world tour in support of this record mm-hmm. that had like banks of neon lights and pyramids, remote the control stage pyramids. The setup was just Have you seen? You've seen? Yes, okay. yes, yes. The lighting on Wild. it was just insane. Um, but it was all feeding into that into that theme the 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 man and machine the dystopian right uh, uh, point of view on on these on these albums which you know 1979-1980 was seen way out there but with the progression of ai and everything and robotics today it's well that's it, it, you know it, it's it's more of a reality now than that's around t- the time we're getting uh the 2001 Movie, yeah, sp- and then yeah. what was the year? Was the year yeah, we make contact and uh, a space odyssey? Maybe. Well, the uh, the replicas album was was uh, heavily influenced by Philip K. Dick, who who wrote uh, Scanner Darkly and who wrote uh, 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 what, uh, Blade Runner. Okay, uh, what was that one called? Uh, do whatever it was do androids dream of electric sheep or what i'm 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 butchering the title but it's i may be like one word off on that nice i'm not a reader sure unless magazines and comic books right right Uh, that is that's to me that's reading yeah um i i fancy myself a reader but i can read yeah (laughs) i need glasses now for little letters right right uh Um, but yeah so so sci- it was influenced by sci-fi, and it just uh, it, it amplified certain elements of that and uh, put it on vinyl. And uh, he evolved his persona and sound over the years. But now, recently, it's kind of gone back to uh, that uh, uh, industrial guitar-driven okay. style yeah. music. Because yeah. after uh, after Two Boy Army, I think they dropped guitars. Completely went to uh, it was all keyboards. Okay. Yeah, it's all synth, yeah. and he's gone back to that. Which it just depends on what mood I'm in. Wow. So, yeah. Well, what a pair. Um, and uh, I was uh, you know, feeling some kind of way like yet to that I it, again my memory is garbage, but um, I th- I don't think yet that we have had any anybody's list include. A greatest hits record, and it, that this is my. It, it was a cheat. I know it was, and and so it, I was. And and by the way, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent certain that here and and very soon I have somebody coming that has legend on their list. Okay. So we we're, we're we're rolling with it. Okay, All but right. I was like this wild wild pair of records by this dude's band, and then his solo, his you know his band's maybe debut and definitely solo debut out i think this was the second record there was the second and final one as uh, that's right Army. that's right yeah, yeah so but regardless puts them both out in the same year there's mm-hmm. a lot happening there and then i'm moving to a greatest hits record and then i got out timepieces oh yes and i was oh, like a- oh so so i i i had a you know a, a limited budget uh, when I'm buying music, so I did buy a lot of greatest hits records 
at, yeah, at a young was. age. Mm-hmm. And then as I grew my knowledge base and so on and so forth, I decided that this these are garbage and it's a way for a company, the record label, whoever to make more money off the art. I want the album because it's you know, what the band went in the studio together and right, recorded. Right, right, right. And then, and then I got this out and I was like, oh, I kept this intentionally and specifically because it is an incredible collection of songs. Yeah, it is. And, th- and this spans what? Uh, goes back to what, 70? Would this come out? 82? 82, 82, 11 yeah. tracks, 44 minutes. Um, I opens with I Shot the Sheriff into After Midnight, Knocking on Heaven's Door, and mm-hmm. Never... Really lets it, off the it, gas. It just rolls zero in. skips. It is yeah. It just it highlights it. You know his favorite covers are on yep, there, and yep. then and then his his best solo work up to that. You know post post Cream. Post, right. Yeah. And uh, and I love Cream too. The best of yeah. Cream and uh, who else? He wasn't in the Yardbirds, was he? Yeah. He was in yeah, something else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Yardbirds. Yes. Yeah, Yardbirds. Okay. Um, if I'm wrong, I apologize. They, I mean, me too. Sorry, Eric Clapton. <laughs> There's like way too much in my head right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what, uh, a Blues Breakers, I think also. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Derek and the Dominoes. Oh, well, obviously. yeah, it's one and the same, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, we talked about this weird, uh, quasi-annoying ask of coming up with a list to get, right? Yeah. But Eric Clapton... You know, he's he got he got a spot. I mean, the, tell me this album uh broke me out of my uh my metal cycle, okay? I guess because uh, there for a while I was that that was like all I listened to, yeah. that's all I'd go to concerts yeah. for. That that was my friend, my yeah, my friend group, that's what they all listened to. So I wasn't like a dirt head or a hardcore metal head, but that was dirt head, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, that's just a, like a subgenre of Okay, metal. okay. But uh uh I saw math. I didn't see dirt. <laughs> no, no. See, I I just I got, like, I got like 30 things yeah, there. I yeah. think they they get the point by right now. Instead of just typing all right. music. Yeah. Um this broke helped break me out of my metal cycle at the time. Uh you know, I was familiar with a number of the songs on there just from listening to the to the radio growing up. I thought that uh I thought that he rec- that he was the one that or- originally recorded "I Shot the Sheriff." Oh, just sure, a- of course. I, yeah, same. I didn't yeah. have Bob Marley on, no, on the either. radio growing nope. up, or what what I listened to. It was you know, if I heard "I Shot the Sheriff," I was I, I'm pretty sure I thought the same about "Knocking on Heaven's Door." And you know? and and that uh, I don't remember if I thought that he did that. One. I know I thought he did "I Shot the Sheriff" though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and this has, like I said, it's got a uh, uh, Bob Marley, J.J. Kale, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Dylan, his the stuff that he loved at that time and influenced him, and then his his own stuff. And it just it all flows. It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what it wraps up with, like "Swing Low, Sweet Chariots," late, mm-hmm. and then there's another. I mean, it's just like it ends, and you're like, you want to like, even if you're listening alone in your room, you want a standing right. ovation the whole. And and I do re- I do realize and I when I wrote it down that a that a greatest hits album is is a cheat because it's it's not an it's album it, but this collection of recordings is it's important it to is. me it's yeah. it's great I mean you have wonderful tonight which is one of the all time great most beautiful songs I think ever yeah. ever yeah. recorded in a studio I mean and who hasn't at one point in their life held a guitar and wanted to like get that slide right and that right tone down? right 
correctly. Had a, a, a Let It Grow. Mm-hmm. I just, oh my God, the finale of that song, I could just go forever and ever. Just, just that part. Uh, the music draws me in uh, more so than, than the lyrical content. Uh, and that's not a knock on lyricists or, or, uh, you know, someone's, uh, the thought process going for, you know, putting words to paper. I have, uh, I love the music, which is like, uh, instrumentals I can listen to. Oh God. All day. Sometimes words just get in the way. Sometimes they do. So, uh, when, uh, uh, there's just a long drawn out segment of the song, especially like let it grow the end. I can just loop that. Yeah. And I just never have to even listen to the words of the song. If one, I don't want to. One of to. the problems with doing what you do and what I do is that you get given like a large number of rabbit holes to go down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of up to you to, in, in whatever the moment is, pick and choose which ones. One that I want to do, and there are many, is Chicago. And okay. uh, I know exactly what you would expect I would know, having had a relatively similar uh, upbringing listening to the radio until I had lawn mowing money and babysitting money. So, right. you know, and then probably, you know, at that time, I'm we're getting solo Peter Cetera. And so Chicago kind of gets shoved. To, right. And no, so, yeah, I know. Yeah. They've come up a time or two, and I don't know what I was doing, but I found myself somewhere uh, listening to only the beginning. Um, are you familiar with that tune? I think it's the one that starts out with "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Okay, whoa. okay, yeah, yeah. I'm and, not, I'm not overly familiar with yeah. the, with the Chicago. Uh, Same. I, I know That's more. I know more of Peter Cetera exactly. post Chicago yes, than I know, I know Chicago, but yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, and there's the there they whatever shape the song has goes for X amount of time. And then it morphs into something Mm -hmm. and it's, this insane, like jazz jam. And the, the, the repeated line you're getting is only the beginning. Like, anyway, there's, I I felt I was listening to that and doing something else at the same time. And I've, I found myself entranced for a second, uh, in a song that I kind of knew, you know, anyway. And I was like, God, those those guys were just killing it, and uh, so the Chicago rabbit hole still remains. But I mean, there's a there's a lot there to fall into. Yeah, it's a huge catalog. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that uh, there's something about the way this particular record. I mean, Legends. There's other greatest hits albums that are pretty pretty good too, mm-hmm. but this one's. I mean, it's tops. Yeah, um, this it captures a very specific time period. Uh, yeah and uh it's about a, a 10 12 year period there and uh it's it's everything that it's i mean some greatest hits collections are like okay there's like four good songs on there and i know just saw it's like other songs the band's like well we'll just put this one on we there wish too, people something. liked this one right and right. it's like hey how, how do you have filler on your greatest hits if yeah, you have yeah, filler on your greatest really hits bad. record yeah. it means you weren't ready to make a greatest hits record. You need to go right, make more music. Right. Um, but um, very fascinating leap for me personally to go from that uh, Clapton record timepieces in 82 to 87 uh, momentary lapse of reason, which when people say, what's your favorite Pink Floyd album? Uh, generally you're going to get dark side or uh, wish you were here or the wall. 
animals. Uh, yeah. Adam Hart mother. I mean. Uh, mine is a momentary lapse of reason. I am a big uh, David Gilmore fan. That, Same. to me, I, growing up, that was the voice of Pink Floyd for, for me personally. It is the voice uh, yeah. of Pink Floyd. Yeah, when, and a lot of when people When Waters' like, oh. voice is featured, it mm. sounds like mm. garbage. Well, then there were a number of songs that Waters didn't feel he could sing, so he'd have somebody else, like a, a what a Have a Cigar has, that's in that, oh, and that that's somebody else, isn't it? Yeah, isn't I think you're right. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Sid Barrett, I never really got into that early Floyd stuff. Piper just, and Saucer Fulton, not for me. And again, this is another thing that I got into, uh, discovered in reverse. Sure. So uh, this album is just, oh, God, uh, uh, Learning to Fly. Yeah. Uh, Dogs of War. Oh, Dogs of War. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that, I, it, that gets overlooked a lot. It does. It's a good did, one, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the turn, on the turning away and learning to fly. Uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, there we go. Well, this is um, um, this was by the time I was like you know uh, would consider myself a, a worthy student of the Floyd discography. Mm -hmm. This is out. I'm 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 making my way. You know, uh, I get to the final cut because I, I bought them all, and I was right. like, this is dog shit. Yeah, what Roger Waters is, you know tanking the span aptly titled uh album because yeah, anyway yeah. um and then i was like oh that is precisely the jump start that this dying outfit needed that is this, yeah. for him to be gone and for i mean because gilmore's first uh solo record had a couple tracks i liked the second yeah. one is oh, you gotta dig deep to find something decent on there but Really, an incredible record, uh, incredible sound, incredible artwork. It's still oh, oh, intriguing. The art, the, yeah, the artwork, just the, the 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 beds, just going for miles down down the beach. Just, yeah. yeah. So you know, I made my way through. By the time I'm, obviously, I hear what I hear. You know, mm -hmm. from mostly Dark Side and the Wall on the radio, and right, then and then right. I start my. You know, I get all of it, and I learn all of it except for the final cut. I only gave mm -hmm. that uh, one or two lessons. Uh, but, but this is contemporary. It's kind of around that time that yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah. So I feel like part of the, you know, and then, uh, not what, what was the delicate sound of thunder, mm -hmm. the double release that came live release that came not too terribly long after that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, Ooh, I'm, I'm here and, uh, qualified to be here. And this is kind of, I don't know. It's exciting. It's this. I, this was another one of my uh, pawn shop finds. Sure. I went in one day and someone had brought in a stack of industrial stuff. So I left with like a old ministry and a screw, uh, uh, a skinny puppy, oh, wow. Kim lab, stuff like that. And they had one Pink Floyd CD and it was a momentary lapse of reason. I'm like, well, I like Pink Floyd. And so I'll just go ahead and throw this in too. And other than the uh, uh, the radio singles off of this album, I didn't, I wasn't too familiar with it. Right, and I just grew to love a uh, Richard Wright's keyboards. Oh my, I just I could just listen to that. Like I said, yeah. the music is so important, and Pink Floyd with so many big instrumental stretches, it's just it's yeah. gorgeous. But David Gilmour's voice is just so soothing it is. and so relaxing to listen to. It's just. 
and the the whole package on this. And I said leading into uh, the Division Bell. That's right. That's another great. It is album. so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I was like, still to this day, uh, you know, he, when he the track name is skip escaping me, but I mean that's where we get it. It's all out on the table now. Like mm-hmm. here's the rift. And the one, the one song that's got the line uh, where he sings, and they tell me to go fuck myself. Tell you, please go and yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. it's like you know, I don't like. I'm, I want to jump for joy because I'm glad that he voiced it. And then I'm also like, man, you guys wrote, you know, so you guys made so much good music, and you couldn't freaking keep it together. I don't know. It's, it's but Division Bell. That said, it's still yeah, very soothing. Uh, lovely, even yeah, it is. Um, it is. And then I remember Pulse coming out. I didn't get it because I had, I think, everything. But I, I've never. I know they put something else out. I I have Pulse, and uh, I don't know if it's my stereo system or the the version of the discs that I got. I don't know if it uh, if it was like get a, a bad batch. A, the music sounds okay. The volume is like way lower than what it. It's a box set, right? It's a yeah. It's a lot. It's a what's a double disc? I got the double disc. There may be a larger version than that. I just got the basic. Yeah, didn't it have the with the pull plan. setting. But yeah, and those things would go on for ever. I mean, we had one uh, in the record shop, and this would have been 90, 98, 99, something like that. That the pulse was still nice active on it. So that's like. Five, four years, five it's, years. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a it's a low drain battery. They don't make them like so, they yeah, used to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, so that the volume was weird. What 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 was after Pulse? Something about Endless River or uh, that the uh, the last what studio album they put out? I know it was it was a bunch of stuff that they had been working on that hadn't been. I believe it's stuff that hadn't been released yet. So I don't I don't think it was a proper uh, not a fresh recording album, session. It was, uh, it was post Richard Wright's death. So, but I think it was, uh, I didn't get into it. Okay. Okay. It me was, either. Me either. I mean, I didn't you, try. I didn't try not by okay, accidentally. Okay, I right. didn't, I didn't avoid it. Like, no, I just never did. Yeah. Uh, it, it was all right, but I don't love every single song on every sure. single album sure. that, it, that, I mean, it, that an artist puts out. We were on the same page with Gilmore and this is not, um, a, you know, a slight to, to Nick Mason, but I, it's been discussed on here in previous that like he is Rick, Wright. I mean, he is the mm-hmm. silent MVP of yeah. that outfit across eras, you know, like the dark side into all the way through, and anyway, um, I, he, he's, he's always been solid. I mean, I don't think, I don't think you can pull him out and put somebody else in and say, yeah, that's the Pink Floyd sound. I don't know. Yeah. On, on these early versions, uh, the CD I had too was one of the, the, was the original version. And I don't know if that camera up there can see that or not, <laughs> but that's, uh, 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 Gilmore and Mason on there, uh, uh, Richard Wright is actually standing off over here to the left. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, but he was credited as a studio musician. No way. On this album, really? I'm not. Re- sh- I'm not sure what the falling out was, but later he was brought officially back into okay. the fold. And on the uh, ni- late '90s, mid '90s, late '90s, a reissue and remaster of this, 
that photo is expanded. Oh wow! To where uh, right standing over here. It's like on uh, the far left. Yeah, but he has cropped out of that picture. Some that, odd similarities. That's why it's so tight on Mason over there. Oh. on on the right. Well, not only with the them putting out the two different images at different times, but also the way they're positioned. It's a lot of similarities to the photo and Back to the Future. Oh yeah, where, the, the the family, the siblings. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's weird. I didn't even think about that. I mean, well. Um, you know, I often, typically when Pink Floyd comes up, it's like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's something that you almost want to avoid. Cause I could do hours talking about them, but I it's, also, it's a show. It's a series within itself. Yeah. I mean, it forever. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, I don't want to sit here and gush Pink Floyd, but I, I, I would, you know, if that was a thing that we agreed we were going to sit down to do but great record i was very pleased uh to see it on your list um and then we make uh a, a one-year leap uh uh-huh. and we go, Here we go. Uh, striper yeah In God okay we trust. all right now this one i mean a lot of people are like oh the striper is a joke it's just it's just a a gimmick they were it's sort of it's a gimmick but sort of it it's not they they live this striper the uh legendary christian based hair metal band yeah of the, and they're they're still doing it i mean today yeah. yeah and they're not not serious musicians by the way there's some extremely pres- serious musicians yeah. uh, uh michael sweet is very yeah he's very serious I forget whoever's. Uh, oh, I have it written down. Oz Fox on guitar. Oh, yeah. Just that oh, electric, yeah. Z- yeah. Z- yeah. you know, kind of very fluent metal. Yeah. And then you had uh, uh, the two brothers, Michael and uh, Robert Sweet. Mm-hmm. Robert's the drummer, the pretty one, mm-hmm. look pretty boy. Look, ju- yeah, right. Look, look, beautiful blonde hair, just a, be- sure. a beautiful man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Timothy Gaines on the 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 keyboardist that was like constantly in and out of the band he's, oh. he's another one similar i don't know what it is with keyboardists right. bands because richard Wright, it was the same thing well the tagline uh, for uh you know um because c- right wasn't on the final cut right yes that's i'm i'm, I'm like almost, timeline wise i'm almost positive like and it was it, yeah. like uh um you know he wasn't He's no longer part of the fold because, you know, however they phrased it, substance abuse mm-hmm. issues. And I, I don't know who. Yeah, because none of the guys in the band had any kind of I know, and I don't know who to credit for this, but there's a joke that has sort of always been kicking around. It's like, you got you to gotta do a lot of drugs to be kicked out of Pink Floyd for doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sid Barrett, anyone? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, something it must be something in the water with the keyboardists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this album... Um, there was a period of time in, uh, the mid to late eighties where, uh, my mom had remarried and they became born again. Oh, so it completely altered, uh, the type of music I could listen to the type of movies I could watch. Okay. Okay. So it was like, I go to my dad's house. And on a Friday night, I'm watching Friday Fright Night on Channel 5. I'm watching a Cremation Mortem creature feature, you know. And I go home and I'm watching, you know, G-rated fare and can't watch horror movies anymore. Can't listen to certain types of music. Um, Striper was my 
gateway into the world of hard rock and heavy metal. Whether it was meant to be or not, uh, the group of kids that I uh, went to church with, this was like, oh, this was like really hard stuff compared to like a Wayne Watson or Amy Grant or DeGarmo and Key, stuff like that. They listened to Petra. They listened to Striper. Uh, Where's White Lion in the fold? Are they later or are they the same time? Because they're also... Are, are, are White uh, White Lion, are they a Christian band? I, I thought they were. No? Like when the children cry, yeah. White Lion? Yeah. I don't... Anyway, this is your I gate. listen to White Lion, Same. but I don't know. I well, they were they had more radio play than Striper did, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Striper surprisingly had a, a decent amount of radio play okay. for they were the like I said, they were the top yes. Christian band. Yeah. Um But I was allowed to listen to Striper. Okay. Uh before the with the like to Hell with the Devil and uh uh Yellow and Black Attack, stuff like that. Um but this album I remember when it came out, I got it for Christmas that year. Oh, wow. I got uh, the cassette, of course. I got the tape. I got a poster. I don't know what happened to the poster. I still have the tape. But uh, one day I woke up. It was a school day. And my uh, parents were like, oh, you don't have to go to school today. And I was like, well, that's weird. (laughs) Um Unbeknownst to me, Striper was doing an in-store appearance at Big Dude's Music City. So, but it was during the afternoon, so they kept me out of school that day. We, I went and got to meet Striper. No way! And got I, I still have photographs is this, at home. This isn't Big Dude's. It's like still down on Broadway dudes, or yeah, Main. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, I'd assume it's the same location. Wow! I, I was in elementary school. Yeah. I didn't even know this sure. was a place back then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they did an in-store and we were there for a while and I got autographs by everybody. I got another, uh, uh, got a flat sign by them and I got a flat or whatever, uh, 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 the, uh, like a album cover. So like they use in uh, promotions. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and I got a series of photos and the photos were, we had a, a pipe burst in our basement growing up. And they got wet, but not destroyed. Oh, interesting. So I was able to take them. I found them years later, and I digitized it's them. And they're, The man above protecting those. Yeah, I, there you go. Uh, but no, but what was deemed as safe music by my parents ended up Both? leading me. Or mom and new mom, dad. Mom, mom, mom and mom, new mom and, mom, mom and uh, stepdad. Stepdad, yeah. yeah. Um, I brought the photos to school and was showing people. And... The metal kids at school are like, oh, yeah, I know them. That's cool. And then I got in with them, and that led Striper led to Motley Crue, okay. Poison, uh, Dawkins, stuff like yeah. that. So uh, as trying to be an alternative to that type of music, sure. up, this was my gateway into the the metal scene at the time. Nice. Very nice. And then that just kept going. Yeah, for, of course. For a decade or decade and a half. Um, yeah, so, uh, 13, I mean, 13 other albums by them. Mm-hmm. How, how, how deep have you do- dove in there? Uh, the last one I got was second coming. Uh, that was probably, uh, seven or eight years ago. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I haven't had gotten anything since they redid, uh, to hell with the devil. They have a, a new studio recording on that. It, it's still, it's 
Sweet's voice still sounds great. I know he had a stint as the lead singer of Boston for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, his voice is is still good. Um it's they still tour and they they've gone back to the they still do the the yellow and black. Oh funny. theme, yeah. Um No, it's a, they're a very competent metal band Absolutely. Re- regardless of what the what the the subject matter is right. and uh I mean there's certainly uh uh, I think it's um, you can sit down and listen to that record and not necessarily pick up on no. If there, that, there's if that's some something that, you think you should avoid for whatever reason. You can get into it and not feel like you're being browbeaten with whatever the message. Right? There's there are some tracks that are more obvious to us. Right. It's like a. a, a I like in God we trust the title track yep. is is obvious out there. I know they had a couple singles off this. Uh, Always there for you mm-hmm. is good. Uh, I believe uh, keep the fire burning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was one I just I wore the tape. I still have the tape, but I wore it right then. Yeah, yeah, like wearing the the print off of no, the absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, because it was either that or. A sign, an, a, an unmistakable sign of a good listen when the yeah, the, yeah, the print yeah. is no longer, and then you just hope that it doesn't snap one day. Right, right, yeah, um, yeah. I still have that cassette in my collection, and I have a number of uh, their CDs. It's a nostalgia. Yeah, of course, thing. of course. Right on. Um, so, for folks uh, listening uh, or watching and and hearing about the scene for the first time. Okay. Um, where are all the places that you might encourage them to go if they want to like find out stuff, tune in, etc.? Uh, the flagship station, one hundred two point seven, uh, out of Kearney. It is a uh, low power FM station, so it only has a fifty mile. Oh, really? Radius. I don't even know if I knew that tower. was a thing. They op- uh uh. The FCC opened. I think the last time they opened it up was when the station started. So 2013 is the last is when they quit taking applications for low power FM stations. It's not a done thing anymore. Uh, no, uh, I don't remember what the reason was, but the low power stations were only going to uh, church groups, charitable organizations, uh, oh. non commercial. It's public public radio, yeah. community radio stations only. Um. And then after the 2013 window closed, I don't think they've reopened. People are just waiting and waiting, and wow. they just haven't reopened it. And then those stations have been changing hands. Interesting, because it's not like there's a uh, is there a, a limit to the amount of? I mean, I guess however I don't know is it is, what, what, according to the the bandwidth? Like, uh, is there a limit to how many radio stations there could be? I mean, if, I guess if you're on the dial, the numbers you can only have one station per number on the dial i mean yeah but i don't know if they set i really don't know if there's a limit as to like how many stations could be in any particular market Inter- uh, yeah uh, that interesting that i don't know i don't know where they come up with their numbers on things sometimes right. you would think they'd be able to open up but they got in under the umbrella of low-powered station um and uh yeah i, I got you off oh no you're fine i cut people off all the time <laughs> i don't even realize it uh, so what? T- tell me one more time again the the call signal. Okay, the uh, the call it. It's KPGZ. Mm-hmm. KPGZ. Uh, originally, it's it's weird where the name came from. 
Uh, when they first filed, the uh, original, uh, the, the guy that founded the station that's no longer associated with the station, he uh, researched the call letters, and he came up with KKE, KKES, I believe it was, which represented Kearney and Excelsior Springs. K for Kearney, ES for Excelsior Springs. There was not a station that had those call letters, so he requested those call letters. Uh, he got a rejection back because those call letters, I believe, are used by the Navy. Oh, interesting. So he, even though it wasn't on the list of right. terrestrial radio stations, it was it was used by, I believe it was the Navy. So then he settled on KPGZ. The radio, the, uh, the station's uh, I- identification at the time was a pig with sunglasses because it was a classic rock station. Okay. I believe it was originally conceived as a country station where the, the music was based on, was a, the playlist was country music, but he kept the logo and went with classic rock. So it was 1027 FM, the hog. Nice. The KPGZ, and I'm sure the guys in Carney don't anybody know this because it's a completely different group, but the PGZ part is pigs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's where it's K pigs. Uh-huh, he, uh-huh. he toyed with calling it K pigs, but then he just left it as the hog. Yeah. They made the, the move to Carney. They took on a, a new identity as the, uh, the voice of Carney, Missouri. They took the color scheme of the Carney Bulldogs, the high school. Oh, wow. And, uh, they dropped the hog thing. And I don't think anybody's supposed to know of the previous sure. <laughs> life of, of the station. But now if anybody's watching or listening, right now they know, now you know, but, uh, yeah, one hundred two point seven FM out of Kearney, Friday nights at ten o'clock. Okay, it runs for an hour. Nice. Um, and then the show repeats with added. Bo- I always put at least one to three tracks. Tag it on to the end, so you have to wait to the end, listen until it sounds like the show's over, and then there's the bonus tracks, and I introduce those as such. Uh, the show repeats on Monday nights at seven o'clock, and again at ten o'clock on Counterclockwise KC. And you can find uh, a link to that on my show page at uh, tinyurl.com slash supportlocalmusickc. You can find the show on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, there's links on yeah. those too. Yeah. Uh, I think I found some info via Facebook and maybe also uh, I might have found something just from a regular old Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's The Scene with Pretty Boy. Yes. Um, Friday nights on the radio radio and Monday nights, 7 p.m., 10 p.m. Central on... On, counter, your, counter, on, your, on your laptop or telephone. Right, right. <laughs> uh, a couple randoms for you. Um, All randoms. $85 million tomorrow, yours via inheritance or the lottery or whatever. First movie make, and does your life look different, drastically different or a little bit different moving forward? The first move I make is I consult my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Right. Well, just to make sure that I've got all my eggs in the in the right baskets okay. before I. Uh, are you talking about just how do I obtain the eighty five million? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I want to make sure that everything's right before I have uh, family members and this, that, and the other coming after uh-huh. me. Aha! Aha! Uh, I have to, uh, as a child of the public school system, I don't necessarily know uh, how I would uh, properly invest that or even 
what uh, bank accounts to set up. I wouldn't want to put it. It's not all going in the same account. Right. It's not all going in the same building, yeah. probably. Either. Probably have to hire a person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with $85 million, I'll be able to. Uh, <laughs> I pay off our house and then immediately start searching for something else way far further out. Where We are just barely rural where I live. Okay. Just bar- like the people across the street from me raise chickens. Someone has sheep. There's a... a uh, uh, off to the south of us, uh, someone raise, raises horses. We hear, we for uh, almost 20 years now, you can hear uh, donkeys braying wow. from somewhere. I've never seen them before, right. <laughs> but in the middle of the night, they'll, sure. just, they'll just start going nuts. So you want to be ruraler than you are. My wife probably wants to be ruraler than I do. Interesting. I think sometimes I'm too far away from the city. Stuff. But Now uh, you got to, I, I mean, are you going to? You gonna keep doing the show with all this cash? You got to be somewhere where there's a signal, right? Just uh, I might buy the station. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you would not be. You would not mind uh, if you daily uh, for whatever the need, whatever the had to travel or commute somewhere to accomplish X or Y. That doesn't bother you. It depends on how far I'd have to go. Right. I don't like, I don't like tra- the drive here. I get anxiety oh my God. behind the wheel, Same. especially on places that I'm not never, that I don't travel to never on, on a regular basis. I used to feel like I used to be, I could give me the, the toughest, uh, rush hour or the longest road trip. Like nothing would, br- you know, make me bristle. Now I can't go anywhere. I, I my anxiety is so, so high. It seems my wife is the driver. Okay. okay. I, I ride shotgun. Part of it's because she's a better driver than I am. And part of it's because she gets motion sickness really easy. Mm. And if she's driving, she's able to focus on okay. the drive. Yeah. So it works. Okay. It works out for everybody. Nice. Very nice. Uh, man, I mean, I'm not. Uh uh, pay the house off is, oh, is first. Uh, quit my job. Right, right, right. <laughs> quit my job first. First. Uh, but I don't. Uh, you know, in, in thinking about this for myself, um, I'm pr- probably not going to continue working at the no, place that no, I am. No. I'm, I'm 1000%, uh, paying the house off. And then after that, like, I don't really care. Like I just, just I don't have figure any it out. idea. I don't play the lottery, right. because, mainly because do I want that much money? Because the, what the, the phrase, more money, more problems. Yeah. You can get rid I, of it. I, yeah, but I've never, ever, even realistically, uh, considered myself to ever have a chance to be in that situation to start with. So it's just fantasy. Yeah. I mean, I know, and it's I, like I don't. Mm. I'm sure there's people like, yeah, I'm going to do this and this. I'm going to start this business, or I'm going to buy this this type of car, or, or th- this type of house with this, you know, this much square footage or something like that. It's pretty much just land, a good size house preferably like an older farmhouse back out. I like it. Nobody even knows that right. I'm there. So, <laughs> Oh my God, there's somebody living there. Didn't yeah. Even, yeah. Didn't even know. Yeah. And if, and if you see that I'm living there, that means you're probably someplace that you, sh- you should right. be that far off, right. off, the, yeah. off the beaten path. Yeah. Um, so if you wound up gifted with the ability to visit your past self at any time, what age are you choosing and are you saying anything? And if so, what? Sort of a three-parter. Oh, Lord. I'll probably answer one of the parts, and you'll have to remind me of That's what the fair. other two That's parts fair. were. 
So you can visit your past self um, at any age. What age are you choosing? Never thought about this before either. I probably visit myself uh, probably around, uh, let's see, my folks split in 80. So probably about the time I'm in like a second grade. Okay. Because that's, I started having issues in school at Did that you? time. Okay. My father had remarried at that point. And again, very similar. And as a child of divorce, you have two different, you have a, a life separate from your, your home life. Yeah. Mine, mine, it was, it was night and day. It wasn't, there wasn't anything, you know, weird or terrible going on. It was just, I wear this mask at this house say, and I, I wear this mask uniform. at this yeah. house and this mask isn't worn in this house and this mask isn't worn in, in this house. And don't leave that one over there. No, 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 no. Oh God. Uh, but, but what are you, so are you saying something? I'm saying probably like, Hey, just, you know, stick it out. This is, you're just, you know, t- you know, tough it out and everything's going to, you know, just, you just got to wait till you get down the road and right. everything's going to be right. cool. Just, you know, just, I, I don't necessarily want to say deal with it, but as a child, that's what, it, what do you but do? But you're you fine. Know? It's yeah, going to be yeah, fine. Yeah. Cool. I like it, man. Um, I, you just made, I mean, I've, I've thought about this before in different, uh, different way, but, um, not sure if my folks divorced in 79, 80. I mean, I, I think my dad moved out around then, but it sounds like a popular time for, divorce, right. For but, divorce. but then they both, my mom and my dad very, very quickly in, in my cobbling of memory and history married somebody else mm-hmm. uh very quickly and mm-hmm. my the the dude that my mom married he was immediately transferred so we were we moved to Atlanta off, you were all, oh okay. first okay. i mean my dad was devastated and he would come and we would you know visit mm-hmm. and so forth and it, it was only for a few years uh but it totally uh eliminated that possibility of mask a and mask b right right it just that, that it just wasn't there yeah and then, you know, things are different by the time we, we wind up coming back because we're a little bit older and a little bit more social and a little bit more involved with scouts and sports mm-hmm. and whatever. But very fascinating. I mean, what a good message that would be, you know, here in this uh, fantastical scenario. Just, and I mean, it was during a period of time where everybody's parents didn't get divorced. So yeah. If, I mean, if they got married, they were whatever, however they did it, whatever yeah. they were coping. Yeah. You just stayed married. I know. That's how it had been. And it seemed like with us, that was where it started to become the norm. Yeah, right. Or more, more normal than it used to be. Cause like, it used to be by divorce the divorce was, Oh my God, what, what's wrong with you? What did you do wrong? But by the time yeah. you are actually okay, mm-hmm. six, grades or, or better than you were in second mm, yeah by by the time you, i got used to things you got used to then. things you probably have a couple more coping skills than you did at that mm-hmm. one by the time you're there now it's 51 percent plus right right yeah. and you're yeah, like that's what i'm saying now it's like yeah because i remember talking with one of my uh one of the kids in my class like second or third grade there was one girl her parents were divorced there was another kid his parents didn't get married but for the other 28 29 kids it was, I live with mom and dad. And now I don't know how much that is flipped, but it's, well, there's, other, it's, yeah. You know, uh, I, I feel, I know that I got asked 
um, often by my peers. Why? What's up with the different last names? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And then, like, I don't even know how many times, uh, especially when the move was, fr- everything was still really fresh. Uh, I, I badly missed my so if kids from the new neighborhood are over and they're like your dad and it's like it's not my dad. Yeah, and, and then the you ne- feel that you need to explain. Like, and then That's... the next time they're over, they're like, "Well, your dad said." And it's like, bro, how many times do we have to go over? It? Like, yeah. it just isn't registering with kids, other kids at that for me anyway. I, I know my folks got they were divorced in eight, I believe it was eighty, and then. By the end of eighty one, my mom had remarried. My dad, oh, my oh, dad, wow. my That's dad fast. hadn't remarried yet. Yeah. I said that was my dad probably remarried somewhere around eighty, eighty four ish. Okay, maybe so. Okay. There's a little bit of a gap there. So I had a lot of me and dad. Yeah, just dad and me time there okay. for a while. Okay, but uh, so like by the time I was starting school, well, my mom had already been remarried. So when you're little, or at least for me, I'm like. No, that's not my dad. That's that's my stepdad. That's mm-hmm. not. But over time, it's just like, ah, eh, right. I don't need to yeah. keep correcting people, <laughs> or like they call my mom uh, Mrs. Hatfield, mm-hmm. or they yep. think my name was was her yep. married name, and yeah, just just little, right? Yeah, just little things like that. You just get used to it. Well, uh, complete the sentence for me, if you would please. Did I even really answer the last thing? <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I ramble. I just no, go. it was okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. visit your past self. What yes, age? Yes, that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So complete this one for me, please. The world would immediately become a better place in which to live if only. Oh gosh, it, it if only it were that simple. I like that. That's acceptable. Uh, that's. I mean, seriously, yeah. it, it, it it's never going to be. You're going to have stuff you're just gonna have stuff you're gonna yeah. have multiple viewpoints and sides and that and that's great you yeah people shouldn't have the same mindset right they, they right. just shouldn't because because then you really are going back to the gary newman stuff then you have become the the android you've gone from man to right to machine very and, nice callback yeah so um so if these randoms are hokey then we finish with the hokiest oh uh, yes lunch with anyone dead or alive who and why my grandpa on uh my mom's side your mom's side I, mom's that's side. my that's my papa papa okay so uh that if it weren't for if it wasn't for my grandparents i don't know where the hell i'd be really right now okay. like i said we were poor sure. and my grandparents did a lot of the support for my younger years growing okay. up uh my grandmother's house she lived four doors to the north oh, wow. of us so it, it was weird. It was a whole, like we lived, uh, just a few blocks off the independent square. Oh man. And my family had a good chunk of one of the blocks. There was uh, my house and then the house to the North of us is where my great, uh, aunts and my, my great, great aunts and my great, uh, grandma used to live with three sisters. They'd all live in this little teeny tiny house. The house next to that was a house that my aunt and uncle lived in. Two doors down from that was my grandparents' house. And just around the corner, about a block, was my uh, great aunt and uncle. Wow. So we had this whole little section here of, of this neighborhood. And uh, the the support of the family members just cool. helped me and my siblings and my mom. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think uh, if you if you're sitting down to lunch with him, I mean, are you um, 
only reflecting on memories or are you uh are you like asking a ton of questions are you trying to gain insight that you never you wouldn't have had as a little kid what is, how are you spending it my grandparents were in their 40s when my mom was born and my mom was raised as an only child she had uh uh half siblings okay from uh my grandfather's previous relationships but as far as my grandma and my grandma she was my grandma's only child so she was okay. raised as an only child they didn't have any anything to do with, sure. the, with the other siblings um I, uh, as a kid, I didn't think to ask about history or experiences, right. uh, someone of my grandparents age, cause they were old enough. They should have been my great grandparents mm. and not my grandparents. Mm. Okay. There's an extra generation right. gap, the extra 20 year gap <laughs> there. Uh, so they grew up during the depression. They, uh, things that. You people, can't really people fathom. People today couldn't even fathom that, yeah. I mean... But you I, might think things are bad, but, you know, 20s, 30s into World War II, they were not great all around. I remember sections in, you know, social studies or whatever mm -hmm. about the Depression, and it was like, yeah. what, what? what's the big deal, you guys? It's like, just... Get over it, you, you know. Got, you got you know the depression and then the the, the dust bowl. Yes, and just all yeah, that all yeah. that Western migration. But I mean, just, yeah, as a seventh grader or whatever it is, you don't realize like the depression was rough on like people were dying and sick and not doing. I mean, like it, um, stories about my grandpa. You know, not they didn't have Christmas for long periods of time or. Wow. Uh, he was hungry. Him and his friends would go. Uh, they'd all pitch money in together and get a can of beans, and they'd they'd uh, uh, cook them out in a field, and they'd go swipe you know ears of corn from somebody's field and stuff like that. My grandma had a had a, had a structured upbringing. My grandpa didn't. My mm. grandpa would was a little more wild. Sure. And his you know he got he was smoking and got tattooed by 13 and <laughs> wow and then yeah and then uh he later on he, he enlisted in the navy i don't think he left california i think he stayed stationed in the states but uh that didn't really help out <laughs> right too right much. He, he was rambunctious and in his older age he uh, met my grandma and then mellowed out and just the coolest old man nice and i just i miss him yeah, but, uh, so much a, a just picture it, it, in your in your no, I mean your I got, home in your oh, home. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I've I've got I've got photos at home. I got them framed. They're up. Uh, I got some off the living room. I did have some on the stairs. We redid. We nice. Redid in there, but I had somebody on who, uh, like not via fire or flood, but like literally had like all of their possessions stolen. Oh yes, I've never had to experienced that before well yeah, so yeah. like they're pictures of relative x and relative y uh who are oh all the way down to photographs yes oh, okay who are okay. very much beloved like there's not there's not there's nothing and it's like oh my god dude like you gotta somebody i told this person like you need to start working your family somebody's got a picture of that that they can part mm -hmm. with hopefully yeah. and give you can at least have that I mean, you gotta have a picture. My cousin and my great aunt were the the picture takers in the family, and when uh, each of them passed, there were just thousands upon thousands of photographs that had never been booked or framed or right. anything. They were still in the in the envelopes from yeah. when they were developed, yeah. 
and there's just you're going through them for hours and uh my wife and i went through and put together books and collected stuff so i've got a lot of oh cool those photos nice. at very home nice now because i just to make sure that they're kept safe and they can be and i've digitized some of them cool so they can be shared with yeah with uh, people on down the line nice so yeah i my mom just sent me a picture of my grandpa on on father's day that i didn't have him so i have cool another one now to add nice to i still have to take it off my phone though she right texted it to me <laughs> Well, uh, I appreciate it. Super, uh, good chat. Uh, very nice to meet you. Shane Hatfield. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And I'm surprised you didn't touch on the last name. Uh, I really what Metallica it. reference? The, well, oh, no, Hatfield and yeah, McCoy. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I re- I honest to God thought that was going to be the first thing well, that, that was asked. Um, I, I, I almost appreciate you not bringing it up, but at the same time, I'm surprised that it I, ex- I just expected it to be brought up because that's usually the first topic of conversation was someone realizes what my last right. name is, someone that doesn't know me. Well, yeah. supposedly um, we're uh, the Johnson side is uh, McCoy's. And well, I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye. But the, somebody, suppo- you know, this is my aunt, who, whatever. Uh, she could know what she's talking about. But uh, somewhere along the line, uh, a, a there was an adoption and anyway um i am sure i it of course occurred to me Mm -hmm. but you know i do have occasionally a little bit of restraint and i imagine that you (laughs) probably do get that often yep um i whenever that feud or whatever comes up i'm always i think of uh I think it's the Grangerfords and the Shepherdsons in a Mark Twain book where it's, it's like, again, know. we're talking about reading. Again. Yeah, I, I know. know how to I, read. Know. I just don't. Uh, but I mean, Mark, <laughs> anybody can pick up a Mark Twain. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no disrespect to Mark Twain, but um, it was, I remember like, uh, cause it's, it's a very, um, you know, it's a deviated point of the storyline in whatever book it is. I don't remember if it's Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer, but 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 they they hang out in that in that pocket for a long talking about these two families that are yeah. literally like killing and it, and it, I found out many years after I was fascinated. I found out many years later that it that scene is supposedly based on the <clears throat> growing up. It was talked about, but it wasn't. Uh overstressed it wasn't talked about like every time the family would get together we'd talk about it um i grew up i was aware of it but i never really knew to uh never uh, i didn't understand the extent of the situation i mean i probably thought it was a way bigger deal than most people my wife had never even heard of it before until we got married and then she started getting and she's like what i don't (laughs) they didn't they don't learn that yeah yeah yeah, it's it's a when you're a hatfield or i'm sure if you're a mccoy you are familiar with the story, right? As to what level you're familiar with it, right. I don't know. But well, I that that that's you know maybe one day it's a rabbit hole, I'll go down and become an expert on that whole thing. But but for now, like this, the portion of that Mark Twain book to me it was just like they people were just doing, you know, uh, 
serious disservices to one another just based yeah, on yeah. whose family they yeah. lived in. So, what's the language barrier on this show? It's whatever you want it to be. Okay, they were bastards. They were bastards. They were assholes yeah. and they were bastards. I think it's both a, sides. It uh, doesn't matter if you're a Hatfield or a McCoy. You are aware of. I believe of this I fact. called the final cut dog shit back when we were talking momentary <laughs> lapse. So, um, but anyway, check out the uh, the scene with Pretty Boy. Uh, Fridays on. 102.7 FM. And then Mondays, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. on Counterclockwise yes. Radio KC. Yes. Three you, three times a week, you have no excuse to miss this show. I appreciate you being here, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me out. Thanks much. Thank you.